0: inhabitants of planet earth both foreign and domestic welcome to the dear human paradox i'm your host darius riddick and i would like to thank you for joining me once again in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind um for those of you joining us for the first time welcome to the paradox uh, uh, a a voyage in, in which we attempt the impossible to simplify a a a volatile misunderstood complicated compilation of processes thoughts emotions and and just craziness (laughs) that is the human machine and so far we've done quite a great job uh, of doing that if i say so myself but there's so much more work to be done but i would like to thank you because you have to spend a valuable asset arguably the most valuable asset which is time so it's important that you recognize that it is well invested and i will do my best to make sure that that is true For those of you that are returning once again, the same thing applies to all of you. I am extremely grateful. So as we go ahead and get this thing kicked off for today, as always, on this day in history, because without history, we can't understand where we are unless we know where we've been. And if we don't know where we've been, we don't know where we're going. But we do know that on August 10th, 1846, the Smithsonian Institution was created. So after a decade of debate about how best to spend the bequest left to America from an obscure English scientist, President James K. Polk signs the Smithsonian Institution Act into law on August 10, 1846. So in 1829, James Smithson died in Italy, leaving behind a will with a peculiar footnote. In the event that his only nephew died without any heirs, Smithson decreed that the whole of his estate will go to the United States of America, to found at Washington under the name of the Smithsonian Institution, an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge. Smithson's curious bequest to a country that he had never visited aroused significant attention on both sides of the Atlantic. And as you can already guess that, yes, you know, his his only nephew did, in, in fact, die without any heir. So all of his estate, which I think I believe if I read it right, it was like over 100,000 gold coins, shillings, Uh, Seven pence in like a a mineral collection, uh, some notes in his personal effects, you know, that basically added up to a fortune. And for those of you to understand the Smithsonian Museum and uh, the compilation of the several museums and galleries like the National Museum of African-American History and Culture, uh, zoos and research facilities. And how much of an impact it has on our culture, research and understanding. So all of this courtesy of History.com. So thank you all. Um, But. I want to say that this is something that is, is very uh, near and dear to our mission here. And that's why I wanted to discuss it is when we think about how we have gotten this far. It has been quite a journey, obviously. But in the past two centuries, there has been so much to, to rapidly evolve to lead us to, to the point of where we are today arguably of which that in the past 200 years we've made more progress than in the past 2000 now what is it exactly that we can equate that to now of course it'll be a a number of things but uh we have to consider uh that our willingness to understand and maintain the concepts that we know right now has been a large contributor to almost like the the Smithsonian of of the human machine. And one of the greatest examples that we can really begin to understand this with is this a topic of of maintenance when it comes to human performance. So anything you do, right just as a quick recap, <laughs> anything you do to improve a process, to get better, to get stronger, to get faster, to you know, to get smarter, to to simplify something to make something more efficient is considered performance enhancement and to really understand not only the impact of of performance enhancement but the longevity of of performance enhancement we need to understand what it means to maintain and though maintenance is like a, a very commonly used word many people don't consider that how important maintenance actually is Not just to extending human performance and performance enhancement, but preventing factors that may uh, damage it or or may limit or inhibit human performance and performance enhancement. So why I say this? Why is this important? What are we talking about? Why does this even matter? Okay. Health is everything. Health is the center of what drives what we do as humans, right? Because these... Physiological and chemical, neural, hormonal processes have to work hand in hand. And when something is off kilter or tilted off balance for some reason, the body has to work to restore that balance. Now, if that balance is unnatural, that is how why we see a decline in health. But with exercise and with performance enhancement, we purposefully destabilize that balance in order to restabilize it force for, for to make those processes stronger <clears throat> and when we do that it is basically the same concept as driving a car or using or using a, an automated machine uh, again and again and again you know eventually something is bound to break that's just a natural that's that's the natural usage clause when you use something long enough you know there's wear and tear and it begins to break and the same thing applies to the human machine in different capacities and in different locations and when about when it comes to maintenance there must be this understanding of we can do things before to improve maintenance during to improve maintenance and after to improve maintenance and Most of the time where this becomes confusing is because people only consider that maintenance should only be present when something goes wrong. For example, if the engine, if the check engine light on the car comes on, you know, okay, now we need to make sure like things are good. We need to see what's going on. We need to, you know, check, check on everything. And oh man, like what's what, like, ah, dang, what happened? You know, and. The great thing about understanding these concepts of maintenance for the human machine and performance is that routine maintenance is what's going to be is is, is what's going to be key, but that you don't have to wait until something goes wrong in order to focus on maintenance. We shouldn't wait until a muscle is pulled to realize the importance of proper warming up or a proper stretching. Yeah, we shouldn't have to wait until, you know, for exa- for a great example is, uh, you know, ACL injuries with, with female s- soccer athletes. We, we know, common knowledge, that it is more prevalent in female soccer players and in male soccer players. Now, that's because uh, what's linked to the ACL is, is a little bit more, is usually underdeveloped and more susceptible <clears throat> because of the general makeup and the differences between male and female, okay? So because we understand that because if a female soccer player wanted to capitalize on that knowledge, she could work to strengthen her hamstrings and to practice the torque movements that might possibly happen in in a game or in practice. And that may not entirely prevent the occurrence, but it does give her a better chance in her body a better rebound and response chance in the off case that it does happen or at least the events that leads up to it does happen. And that's a very specific example. Um, But what, what will happen if, if say she ignores that and she just decides to play and it's like, okay, I know that I'm susceptible to ACL injuries, but you know, I'm not going to work on strengthening anything around it or working to, to prevent one of the most common injuries for my gender and for my sport. Well, you know, you're, you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage. And one of the great things about elite athletes is that, that they understand that not everybody's on the same level playing field. <clears throat> and once we recognize that not everybody's on the same level playing field, there has to be things that you can do in order to at least give yourself somewhat of an advantage. And maintenance is one of those things that not only does it give you an advantage, but it prevents you from having a disadvantage. And, you know, like I said, that that was a very specific example, but if we talk about something that we have frequently discussed throughout this show, and that's like the, the enigma of skeletal muscle and how we can truly create the proper environment to develop muscle. Everyone develops muscle at a different rate and there's no guarantee for you what that rate is. There's no guarantee for, you know, me, what that rate is and, you know, what works for you may work for something else. And, but there is a foundation. Okay. There, there is a certain formula that we understand the basics of how we create this environment for it to have the best possible chance. <clears throat> but even if you create that environment and you don't if you don't um, perform that routine maintenance or you don't perform that pre maintenance and warm up properly or you choose like, oh, you say, I don't want to drink protein after after my after my workout because I don't like the taste of it. Or I don't want to stretch because it takes up so much time and I don't want to lift heavy weights. And it's like, well, we know these things contribute to the best possible environment. So if you choose not to do it, if you choose to go against that maintenance, then when the check engine light comes on, you can't really say that like, oops, something happened here. So as we wrap this thing up and we talk about this idea of maintenance, just understand that maintenance in its greatest form is meant to be approached in a routine manner. You don't have to wait until things get really bad. In fact, I would go on a limb to Linda say you shouldn't wait until things get bad, until the check engine light comes on, to perform maintenance. The point of it being routine is to say that okay, look, I know that there's going to be stuff that goes on. I know that you know there's going to be there's going to be wear and tear, there's going to be usage injuries, and there's going to be things that naturally break. Right, that, that that that's understood. But I don't have to wait until those things break in order to then start trying to remedy them. There are things that I can do right now every single day to put me in the best possible position to have a high performing and functional machine. But as we talk about those things in the next episode, until next time, stay durable, my friends.